You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curvison, joined with Reed Bacon. We got a great episode. Uh, we're talking about Texas A&M versus Tennessee. We squeaked away with the victory. Um, we are 5-1. and one. Didn't think it would look like this, but we are. So that is good. Before we jump into everything that has to do with the game, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Woohoo, gigum! <laughs> bunch don't of, make fun of the milkman like that bunch of freaking losers bro i i i mean that's probably some of the corniest stuff i've ever seen in my life it is i mean i if i was a big time recruit i would just legitimately not even want to go there if that's how we're supposed to get hype now i get it those guys aren't getting hype off that but their fans are supposed to yeah. it is the cheesiest corniest lamest I got another word for it, but I'll refrain. Like it's brutal, bro. It's yeah, brutal. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, all the all the nil deals and all the cash over weighs over that. Yeah, but if I was a big enough recruit, I'd be like, all right, bro, I need this cash, and you guys got to cut this out. And they're like, hey, we can't. We've been around for like a hundred years. We can't cut that out. And I'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go get cash from another place that doesn't. Woo-hoo! I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's literally their their version of cheerleaders, like. Yell leaders. That's what tough, they have. Tough scene. Tough scene. Um, man, I'm doing much better this week, uh, or much better today than last time we talked. Last week was rough. I mean, the back was out, and then Tuesday or Wednesday, I started getting uh, upper respiratory slash head cold slash some stomach issues. I mean, it was, Boy. it was, it, it was, it was tough. It was tough. I was like, and it was like one day I felt like I was getting better. And then the next day I would just be zapped and have no energy. And so, I mean, Saturday I woke up, was up for a couple hours. The Memphis crew went over to tailgate because they were in town. And they're like, you coming to campus? I was like, no, I'm going to take a nap and chugging. I literally took like a two-hour nap during the 12 o'clock games just so I'd be ready for our game. And then I woke up and chugged like two things of coffee just to be ready for the game. So <laughs> yeah, I, you're hyped for this thing. Seriously. I, I mean, it, but anyways, I'm feeling much better now and – um, getting almost back to normal. Uh, great, great win. And I got to do a quick shout out. So, like I said, yeah. the Memphis crew was in. Thank the Lord. Seriously, I felt good enough with my back and energy wise. I mean, Friday was one of those days I thought I was like on the men, but Saturday told me real quick I was not back. And, uh, but we played golf on Saturday. And you, you know, Bailey and Austin, basically who I call my brother in laws. And then, Lou and my dad. So we had five of us. The two of them played in front and then Lou or and then uh, Austin and Bailey and I played behind them. And uh, it's been really, really neat because ever since I've met Bailey and Austin, so I've known them for three or four years now, they were kind of just starting to play golf. And I'm talking going out and, you know, shooting. Yeah, just hitting uh, around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and these guys are shooting 50s, you know, yeah. you know, maybe high 90s, 100s. And in the fast forward later, how good they have become 
is amazing to see. I mean, both of them have gotten so good. But anyways, Austin had himself a day on Friday. He came out and shot his PR, his personal record, at Holston. And that boy shot a 73, one over 73. Whoa. Yes. It was it was electric to watch. And, and Kyler. He, you've played with you play. You haven't played with Bailey, but you've played with with uh, with Austin before when we played in Nashville. But yeah, he and he went uh, he went bogey bogey. He missed two really 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 easy makeable par putts on one and two, and it was funny because he was like, once I made those, I thought I was like looking at like an eighty nine ninety one type day. Bro came out and shot a seventy three. So just shout out to Austin. That's, yeah, I, I I don't think I'm sniffing that. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. Only reason, only reason in my personal record ever was dang like ten years ago, eleven years ago, and I shot seventy six. But I'm so, I mean, so it's like it's like a bummer that he beat it because now I can't jokingly hold that over his head. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, he's got I, you now. I really, really, really do respect when I see people put in hard work, and I'm talking him and Bailey go and grind it on the range. They're playing four or five times a week they're playing when it's 30 degrees out and to see them progress it's 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 pretty darn cool because they are both it's kind of funny to hear you say grind when it's golf like like i still don't see it like that like very much like this is a fun thing a very leisurely thing like i would never consider going to the driving range grinding for it but i mean yeah you kind of do got to do that to get better I was, bro, if you're a, a 12 to, if you're a 12, 13, 14, 15 handicap and you're getting down to four, five, six handicap, you have to grind really hard to get there. I yeah. mean, they, they put in the hours. So I love that it's paid off for him. And I think he said his personal best before that was like a 79, maybe. And then I think Bailey, Bailey's had a really good, he had a really good summer last year or two years ago where he was, flirting around those mid mid 70s uh yeah. so anyways i just quick shout out how Mr. was your golf talk. <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right so you mentioned it but watching the game let's dive into overall thoughts about everything um from my point of view we got to win right that's the important part we got to win um it wasn't exactly how we expected to get a win uh if I go back to my keys to victory, you know, on offense, it was identifying the front. It was making sure you knew where people people were, who people are. And I thought our offensive line did a very good job of that. I thought there was a lot of time where they got into confusing alignments. They did a lot of twists and our offensive line was able to pick that up. Uh Super proud of Dane Davis. I literally want to shout him out for coming in after Mincy goes out and he holds his own. He has very good blocks. He's he they don't change the offense because Dane's in, right? They're not like, oh, you're gonna get running back chip the whole time, or oh, we can't run this tackle trap that way because Dane would be pulling. No, they don't miss a beat. They run their offense like they do, and Dane did a very good job. So shout out him. And then on defense. My whole thing was, hey, I just need you to give us a couple chances, right? That's it. Just a couple where you give us a short field, whether that be good on defense down towards the end zone and it's a good punt, whether that be a turnover. And our defense did way more than that. Like absolutely just one of the best games 
I can imagine from this defense. And I now look at this and it's very funny how we used to look at this team from last year, right? Here's the offense. The offense is so strong. The offense is what's getting us there. The offense is what's winning us games. Defense, all we need you to do is hold out. All we need you to do is die slow, is give us a couple drives where you make a stop. That's it. That's all we want from you. So expectations for offense, way up here. Expectations for defense, way down here. After last week, that thing is flipped. My expectations for the defense are higher than they have ever been in the Heifel era. They're, I mean, probably higher than what Jeremy was doing. That is now that I look at it, the only way we win games is our defense. There's not, there's not the offense to back it up right now. And now my offensive expectations versus Bama, and we'll talk about it, are way down. I'm not expecting a lot out of this team at all. I love the run game. I love the fact how we can run the ball. I, I like our offensive line. I like our running backs. I like our receivers. But there's one guy that is determining the success of this offense that gives me pause, obviously. Um, so it, it expectations have now changed from this game. Glad we're 5-1, and one, but expectations are different now. Your whoop, that was perfect. Do that again. <laughs> whoop. <laughs> Actually, I think it was even better the first time. It was like, whoop. Probably was. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, you didn't know that we were going to turn into the uh, Tennessee Titans of, uh, of the early 2000s or even 2019 when we were just going to, you know, um, run it, pound it down people's throat, play good defense. Yeah. Win- Win, win games uh, 17 to 13, 14 to 13, 13, 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Long, one of my favorite podcasters, says we're getting into a rock fight. Um, you know, Kyler, uh, I love good defense, so it's great to watch. And I almost feel like I don't get to enjoy it because I am so frustrated with that certain someone on offense. Yeah. And you can still win a lot of games – this way, it's there's just a lot, lot less room for error. A lot less room for error. Last year, you you said it last pod. We could fumble with a minute, you know, three minutes ago against Bama. Doesn't matter because we're gonna go down and score. We could throw two picks. We could get let a team get up 17-0. If a if a team gets up 17-0 on this team, you might as well, you know, you might as well just pack it up. I mean, it's like we're it's like we're uh, armed, for, you know, a uh, uh, a Naval Academy, Air Force, you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're one of the military schools now, honestly, because it yeah. just, it's just that unfortunate. So that makes me nervous. That makes me nervous because I, I, I love it. Let's go grind it out. Let's go pound the rock. Shout out to these running backs. We'll get there. Shout out to these offensive linemen. We're going to get there. But one pick here or there, one fumble here or there, you, you're in trouble. Um uh, for the overview, I love beating Jimbo. If I was a Texas A&M fan, I would be so frustrated and so oh sick that they, they they fired Kevin Sumlin, which I'm not saying he was the answer, but then they give Jimbo all this money. He's basically Kevin Sumlin again. If you look at the numbers, I don't know if I fault 
the brass at Texas A&M because I think they I, – I give them credit for putting the money up and going to get the, who they thought was the guy. They just missed, and Jimbo's a fraud. Yeah, and, and it, it's kind of like, hey, this guy won a national championship not too long ago. I mean, he's a, he was a very good coach at Florida State. Like, yeah, if you're going to just pick somebody off the street after you fired someone and you want to be in a good situation, he makes sense. But then again, I start looking back and I'm like, yeah, he had Jameis. You know, he had a, a really, really good quarterback. And I'm thinking, you know, did he catch lightning in a bottle one year? Was he a part of a weak conference? You know, what's the case maybe? Is is there a little fraudulent activity in there? But then again, he could also be one of those guys that's just gotten left behind. I mean, it was, what, 2012, 2013? I mean, almost yeah. nine, ten years ago. And there were some plays that I thought Texas A&M did a good job, but Seeing the players, some of the players that they have out there and watching them, I mean, I was I was not very impressed with the overall coaching. Now, also some some uh, not so good decision making by Jimbo the past two weeks. I mean, versus Bama, there was a lot, and then that stuff before the half, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I really couldn't. A minute and thirty two left when we get tackled on third down and we're about to punt. Call a timeout. You're gonna have. A minute and twenty five seconds with two timeouts, like what what are we doing? You, you like you really don't trust your offense. Last last thing for my overview is and this is a personal problem. This this is this is me personal. I'm not attack, attacking this guy personally. I I I I said I thought I was gonna be done with him, and then I said, Hey, I just know what to expect now. It's just inconsistent. But it's to the point now where his cringe stuff or his stuff that he does, it just runs all over me, and it's just so cringeworthy. And I just – I'm not going to say I can't stand him because I don't know him as a person, but I cannot stand having Joe Milton as our quarterback. I would rather if, – if Nico is in the game making those picks or making this, that, and the other, I look at it as a learning lesson, as we don't know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. We – know who Joe is and it frustrates me so much because our defense is pretty darn good. Yeah. Our running game is pretty darn good. Our offensive line who's been very up and down when they put it together, they can be pretty solid for him. Our coach is amazing still. He makes some of the best play calls and there was two things I was not pumped with him on, but he dials this stuff up. And legitimately, if Max Johnson is our quarterback or someone else is our quarterback and make some of these routine throws, Tennessee is blowing people out. Yeah. And 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 before you guys are screaming on the other end of this, but Ramel dropped dropped it. I get it. That was one that was one throw that Ramel blatantly dropped. I get it. The other one that Ramel dropped, terrible pass, way behind him. Like, I get there have been drops. Joe isn't it and it scares me that we have not played nico yet because for whatever reason hypo will not put him in and i don't know what it is is he not ready does he still think joe gives us the best opportunity to win and let me ask you this kyler yeah <laughs> let me ask let me ask you this uh-huh we might not have seen hinden as early as we did if joe did not get hurt it's true you were there when we had Worley there and they would not play Dobbs. And as a coach, I'm assuming you're only going to play the backup or the guy back, the guy that's not starting, if you can trust him at practice. 
I don't know if you remember why or whatnot or why it took Worley getting hurt for Dobbs to come in and then us be like, hey, we got to roll with this guy moving forward type deal or what the case may be. So, like, I don't know what you – like, answer me that. Yeah. Um, I, I I see you haven't read our, our, <laughs> our things on the side here. We're going to get into all the quarterback concerns, but I will answer your question. In practice, you only get a certain amount of opportunities. So there's only a certain amount that you can show what you can do. Once a guy is kind of set as QB1, it is very difficult to take away that spot. It really has to be a breakdown on game day where he is throwing interceptions. He is not even understanding the offense. um, And it's really bringing the team down into losses. And we haven't hit that yet. We're five and one. We have one loss. We're, we're, we're still a pretty good team. Uh, so it kind of muddies that water a little bit. I am not sure what it is that prevents Coach Heupel from putting in Nico. I don't know if it's, hey, Joe knows this offense a little bit more and can – understand the plays a little bit more can put guys in position that might like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Do this. I I don't, I don't know if that's it. Or if it's just the fact that Heifel's not ready to say, screw the season. I'm getting my guy ready for next year. Because when you do that, it is kind of like, it doesn't matter what happens with him. Kyler, why why can't I push back on that and say he's not punting on the year? Maybe he's trying to save the year because he's saying, "Hey, I'm making all these play calls. Our defense is playing really good. Our offensive line is playing better than expected. I just need someone that can execute better than the guy in front of me." I don't think it means you're punting on the season. No, I think maybe it, it's the opposite. And that if he eventually decides to put Nico in, that would because t- I, I trust Heifel enough that would tell me, okay, he's not like. He doesn't think he's punting on the season if he's putting him in. I think if you put him in before he's ready, then it is you saying this season doesn't matter. Next season is more important. And we just don't know if Nico is ready or not. Like, we just don't. We're, we're not there. We're not in meetings. We're not on the practice field. We don't know where he is developmental-wise. But, like, some of the plays, and we will get into them, I want to go defense first because they deserve to go first because they had an incredible game. But there are just plays that it's it's obvious. It's what a quarterback should know what to do. Um, and we'll, we'll talk sorry, about, sorry about that. I honestly didn't even look at our rundown, so go ahead and talk to <laughs> I know you didn't. That's why I said it. Um, but let's jump into defense. Let's, let's talk about the Vols. This – this defense and the way that they have literally changed from season to season is incredible. 13 total points, 50% completion percentage, two interceptions. Uh, they were they had pressure on Max Johnson on 64% of his dropbacks, which is unheard of, um, and only allowed 54 yards rushing. After that first touchdown drive, they let up three points. The, or six points the entire game. Settled in very nicely. Very nicely. Uh, making huge plays all over the place. Um, I, 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 there's 
there's so much that I can say about this defense. I love our defensive line. I love how they get after the quarterback. I really like our DBs right now. I think Kamal is playing great. I really do. I think Judy Lally is stepping up and, and playing some good ball. Um, you know, I, 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 they're just all over the field. I love the pressure that Tim Banks is, is pulling. He loves coming from the field, which you don't see a lot. A lot of times you see pressure from the boundary, which is the short side of the field for all those who don't know because there's not as much distance, right, for your blitzers to come. It, it, you get on the quarterback quicker. We send it from the field and still get to them. Um, it, it, it's kind of, hey, you don't know where this is coming from. Um, and I, I just think they do such a good job in so many aspects. And as we go through this game, we'll get into it. Um, but you said it a couple weeks ago, and James Pierce – can be a legend here. I mean, an absolute legend at Tennessee. Uh, people are already asking, like, do we think he has a chance to break the sack record that Barnett set? He's young right now. I don't know if he gets as many games played as Barnett, which would prevent that, but he is either getting pressure on the quarterback or getting held every play. It's it's insane. It's insane. I, I I watch him on every snap because I'm a offensive line center. My eyes go to the offensive line first, and they usually go to the tackle first because that's what I played and that's how I watched film. And I'm watching him on every snap, and it is literally if if he is not in the quarterback's face, it's because the offensive lineman hugged him, grabbed the hold of him, you know, hooked him around his neck when he did a spin move inside or a rip inside. Like it is a holding every time if. If I do anything as a coach or as a player, I go up to the rest before this Bama game and I go, listen, my number 27 is going to get held on 50% of the snaps. Okay. I don't expect you to call it every time, but I just want you to watch because it's going to happen. It's going to happen over and over and over again because that is the only way to stop him is to hold on to him. I, it, you have to make it a point with these refs because they're not going to call it any any other way. It, it's it's just ridiculous. Like the kid's ridiculous. It, it yeah, it's special. It's it's it is special. I remember watching Derek Barnett in his later years, and he was a one man wrecking crew. It's like watching Micah Parsons or Joey Bosa that's coming on tonight. Nick Bosa, um, T.J. Watt. It's it's just it legitimately feels like it's like you said, every play if he's in there. So um, I, huge shout out, huge shout out to this defense to, to get into it. And we're going to, we're going to break down defensive plays first. I thought it was funny that we don't get a PI immediately upon <laughs> the next time they get a PI. And I thought, Oh man, you know, Tank, I thought had Tank had pretty good coverage. He did grab a little bit on the back, but then I felt like they just got tangled up feet-wise, which Ramel, they didn't necessarily get tangled up feet-wise, but the guy definitely hooked type deal. And it's just like, it just seemed like that flag, it was like, hey, we're not going to get one. And then right when that guy, it's like, he couldn't throw it fast enough. I and Yeah, was I, was, I was blown away by all that. Yeah, yeah, the refs were, were it was. And listen. 
Uh, yeah, it pisses me off. They missed a lot of pass inter- They missed four pat- blatant pass interference calls. But they also missed two face masks on us. Like, they weren't doing their job at all. Like, I'm, I, like for us or Texas A&M, they were not doing their job. I'm wondering, like, SEC, you going to look into this game? You're going to look at these refs? Like, are they paying attention like they should be? Are they ball watching? Seriously. While the ball's in the air, are they looking at the ball? Like, are they actually looking at what the defense and offense are doing together? I, I, there's just blatant instances of, like, the the face mask that Tyler Barron had was so obvious from the ref standing behind the quarterback. There's a ref standing back there. It's so obvious that it's a face mask. What? Why would you not? There's such obvious holding calls, and they don't. They don't throw it. It's just like it is a bad job all around. Like I said, Kyler, I just want it to be – I personally like last year, Tennessee, Alabama, let the boys play. Yeah. So I just wanted to be consistent. If – if you know, and I, I didn't feel like it was consistent. If you're, if you're going to throw a real quick flag on P.I. on us, throw a real quick flag on P.I. on them. But there were so many tic-tac-y ones on some of the holding ones that we had. The, the one holding, on Castle was ridiculous. I was just about to say, the holding on call on Castle. And I'm watching the game with people who aren't Tennessee fans, and they're like, what's going on? I mean, even Gary Danielson said, hey, I'm not seeing much here. It was yeah. it was, it was as tic-tac as tic-tac gets. Um, immediate P.I., awesome coverage by Judy. Uh, like you've said it, Gabe has been really, really nice this year. And he had to be to come in and, and take away time from some of the other individuals who'd already been here. So impressive by him. Good coverage by Tamarian. I can't help the guy snagged on him. It, it happens, but even yeah, that's true. I mean, it's two cover two man. You're supposed to be underneath. You got over the top help. He he's, he's where he's supposed to be. He even gets his hand in there yeah. at the end. I mean, it's just like, hey, great throw, great catch. And that's what I was going to say on this. The, the the drive that they scored on, big play, we're still in good position. It wasn't a blown coverage. It wasn't a guy being two steps behind. Guy just mossed him. Then even I'm sitting there, and I had a couple of these. I probably looked very smart for Bailey. And I, jokingly, I probably looked very smart against Bailey and Austin. Realistically, they're probably sitting there like, hey, just shut up, because I'm watching it with them and my dad. <laughs> Yeah. you're just and, talking football the whole time and they're like hey i'm trying to watch like chill out yeah so i'm sitting there and i said play action play action it's coming and and tennessee ate the play action up great max johnson just made a really good play to so was there yeah he was in the perfect position tim banks put him in the perfect position to make that tackle he just tripped over his feet but he, i'm not even talking about even that i'm talking about if you go back and watch it everybody reacts really well to say hey i got this guy i got this guy they tried to run the throwback. We had that taken. And then, you know, it's hard to say, hey, Roman, come come in a little bit more uh, under control. That's hard to say because he's feeling like, I got to get there. Like, and I, I got to get him. I want him to go back. Right. You want him to cut back in. So that that's what you're trying to do. If if you're by yourself out there and there's a blocker in front, like, get him to go back inside. His, his downfall is that Elijah Simmons was the only one running down the line. And he ain't catching nobody. I said the exact same thing, but Elijah, along with all these other guys on the D line, have been has, has been playing nice. I've, it was it's it's nice to have Elijah back. Yeah, the next drive he's got a one arm tackle. So I'm I'm going there. This defense I felt like was an awesome way to say, hey, we're settled in. 
They're not going to drive it down our throats. They're not going to just going to go up and down this field on us. Elijah Simmons, hello, Big O, nice win on first down. We did a really good job pretty much all day winning on first down. If they ran it on first down, you know, there's there's more times than not that I felt like we won that down. And then third and nine, and we run the three-piece combo. I am going to say this real quick. So we are doing the, if you're watching on YouTube, here's the center, and we're going three guys on this side, an edge on the right side, and then a linebacker standing here, and there's a pretty big gap. Mm-hmm. I am, And we've done it two weeks in a row. I'm a little nervous that someone is going to hand it off and run it in that alleyway, and our individual that is running a game, coming over top, isn't going to get there. It's going to be an easy seal block. So I am nervous about that. We'll see if it happens. Hopefully it doesn't. But they have the three-piece combo where the nose, the, the defense tackle goes down. Tyler Barron comes outside, and then James, yep. Pierce, James Pierce loops around. And they even brought Elijah Herring on a outside slightly delayed. And I'm like, yo, like this is nice. And one more shout-out on that. Everyone did a really, really good job. Roman, Tyler Barron, James Pierce. Uh, Dominic Bailey was the was the uh, D tackle. Did you see Aaron Beasley recognize it? He came in on the blitz. He saw the running back go out, and he immediately went to him. And I was like, "You were locked in. You were locked in when you're realizing that." No, you know what the best part is, and what I think is Aaron Beasley wasn't supposed to be on that blitz. He was not blitzing on that play. That it was an outside blitz with Elijah Herring. What he did, which is even smarter, he knows he's man on the back. He knows he has to pick him up, but he also knows if he just follows the back, this guard is going to bump the nose over and the center is going to pick up James Pierce on the loop. So what does he do? He holds the guard there. He makes the guard think, I have to block Aaron. I have to block this linebacker. He's coming on a blitz, but he doesn't end up coming. So it's a, it's a wasted offensive lineman. That's that's probably drawn into by the defensive coordinator, I'm guessing. I don't know. I would love to ask Tim and Aaron Beasley, but I know when I was backer or linebacker, it was you you if your responsibility is the back, if he stays the block, you get to come. If he releases, you take him. So maybe he's showing that alignment for the yeah. number to be messed up, and then he he stays for a second, and then when he sees he goes, he goes. So I, I don't know, but because that's, that's that guard's rule. That guard's rule is he, this linebacker's over top of me. They're probably running right. five man. He's like, he's the most dangerous. I got to stay here until I see whatever he's doing. As soon as he leaves, then I can go back and help the center. Center can bump and help the guard. But if you were able to hold him there, center's on an island by himself. He's not getting off to help oh, anything. So oh, then you got three, Elijah, Tyler Barron, James Pierce on two blockers. Guard yeah. pack. It opens it wide open. That's what. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, and we've run it a, pat, a good, a good. We've run it multiple times the past couple of games. All right, continuing to work through here. Yep. Uh, Tyler Barron, massive play. Now we gave up the third and seventeen in a couple of plays, but a massive swim move and sack by Tyler Barron to just kill all momentum. Just to absolutely just. And it's and it's great. And I don't know if Tyler like understands this, but like coming out of a three technique as a tackle is one of the worst things in the world. I always felt like I was slow as molasses coming out of there and I couldn't set back. It almost makes the tackle turn too soon and gives up the inside when you're in a three point stance. Um, 
But, I mean, Tyler just worked him. Like, not even – it was so quick, so fast. Swim inside, and he's on Max immediately. And Max is one of those guys which, shout out this dude. I don't know how in the hell he gets rid of the ball. How in the hell he puts his body in certain just, like, lean and weird. Like, he's releasing the ball while it's, like, behind his head sometimes. It's just insane. Um, but, yeah. Incredible play by Tyler Barron. I mean, massive kudos. So I, I have great play by Tyler Barron. Super nice by Karat to stuff second down. But third and 17, that's just a really good play. I, I thought the back end coverage, because they showed it, I got to see it. I thought the back end coverage was pretty good. That yeah. was Matt Johnson just making a hell of a play and throwing it to a spot and saying, if my guy's there, great, but I got to get rid of this thing. So he was really good. But then – it gives us an opportunity for James Pierce to make a sack by not tackling anyone. He made a sack without having to tackle because yeah. absolutely dog, just absolutely dogged, buddy. Walk yeah. him back. I, I, I mean, that's that's one of the most embarrassing things, I think, as, as an offensive lineman. Like, you caused the sack. Um, yeah, I thought it was down, a great he just, play. He, he just that throw him. on that third and 17 by Max Johnson, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it – he was falling backwards. Yeah. With his left hand, still threw it over top of his own head. And it was an accurate pass on third yeah. and 17 to the sticks. Like, I don't know how he did it. I really don't. So I'm, I'm like, I can't be mad at anybody on defense. I'm like, this guy just, I don't know what the hell he's doing out there. The 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 missed sack by Amari. How? How? How did he stay off the ground? Like, what is happening with Max? I don't know how and what kind of workouts he does to configure his body like that, but it's insane. Like we said on last week's pod, dude's gritty. Dude's a player. I mean, he's – it's I, I'm i not saying he's great. I mean, there was throws that he would like to have back, but that boy, that boy to get that much pressure in his face, to keep getting up, there was twice I thought he was out of the game. I, I really did, and he just kept mm-hmm. coming back for more. Continuing to work on defense, let's see – Third and two, Tyler Barron just absolutely bullying and pushing the back. Line of scrimmage, just pushing back. And this is right before the fourth down. This is forcing that fourth. Yes. Because um, he, he, now it was fortunate that they ran it that way, but he, but he, he reset the line of scrimmage that the fullback and running back were like, this is where we're supposed to run and we can't. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> They're just like, don't know what to do. A good tackle by Elijah. Like, Elijah Herring like causing the fourth yep. down. Yeah. And then this is where Max gets stepped on as he's as he's trying to back out of there. It's like, what what do you say all the time? Ben don't break, live to play another down. Always. How how big how huge is that tackle to play another down? Yeah. And and force a turnover. And Bryson, Bryson Eason, awesome, awesome, awesome game. Karat Garland, really good game. They both held the line really well. And Karat was there to make the tackle with Elijah, who, like you just said, was scraping over top. We haven't even mentioned this, Kyler. Not a hot take, but easily a guy who has potential to be the best defensive lineman like for a game and his top three best defense lineman. We didn't even have Omar Norman Lott there in this game. Yeah. I mean, and he's he's a bona fide dude. A bona yeah. But uh, let's keep working. So I have I, I have another one where it's like, hey, it's a three and out. It's really a four and out because of the, the penalty. 
but you have the you have the four and out, aka three and out, first and ten. They get to a second and three, and Bryson, AB, and Elijah eat up, and then there's the penalty. It's second and 18, third and 18. It's like, hey, we're off the field. Yeah, that's what matters. Get off the field. And and it's just like, what a way to start the second half. Oh, yeah. And Eason, I mean, the first play of just absolutely shedding the block immediately and making that tackle – I, I was like, this guy's on he he's on one today. Yeah. He is on one today. Um, and then later, and we'll talk about it when they got pinned down close. Oh. Easton same. said, nah, I got this. He took yeah. it in his own hands. That it, it, it what and we'll get into it. But it was, yeah, it was incredible. Get off the field. Love that they played it safe on third and eighteen. It when games are like this and it's hard for each team to score, you're playing a field position game. Absolutely. How can we win this steal position? And it comes up later with a D Williams punt return. And the and the D Williams pin of the punt. This guy. Okay. Uh bad snap. I loved how James Pierce played this. He he was not coming off the edge. They had him dropping back and looks like the curl flat little area, but he sees it's a bad snap. Mac Johnson picks it up. You know how many times in my Tennessee a lot of bad snaps. Yeah, but you know how many times in my career? that I had to see a guy in, in a in a Tennessee uniform in the flats, and he's got our receiver going up kind of behind him and a quarterback in front of him, and the quarterback would always pump him and then run by him or make a wide-open throw. It's really nice that we have a 6'5 freak show with great arms and great athleticism, and he just – do you know what I'm talking about? And yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, wow, that's nice to see that because I – I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking Max Johnson's going to pump and our guy's going to leave his feet and he's going to run or Max Johnson's going to like be able to get out just enough to make a completion. So it was nice to see that. Yeah, it was it was a good play by James Pierce doing both. Third and three on this on this on this same thing. Third and three. I know you love the play call. I know you loved it. It was a great will route. This oh, is my, perfect. This is my opinion. We've been giving Max Johnson a lot of kudos. And I think he uh, he short dick this one because he saw the pressure in his face. Yeah, the pressure of the game had just started to wear on him. That's my opinion. I don't know what you think. I I think it's that uh, you know he kind of he kind of lofted it. He got air underneath it. I think he was just thinking like, "Hey, running back, help me out." Um, because when I look back at it, if he leads the running back. I think Buddy gets laid out by Wesley Walker. Yeah. Like, absolutely crushed. Wesley's sprinting over there at full speed. We see the ball hit the ground and Wesley jump over him. And when you go to the wide view, it is very much like if he leads, Wesley has a chance at this ball or decleating the running back. Yeah. So, it, it I don't know. I, I – I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's running back, like getting super excited and just sprinting off. Um, because in those certain situations, running back's leaving. I have five-man protection. If they're sending a blitz, running back needs to know, like quarterback is hot. He's throwing it as soon as he can. Um, and with that, you got to slow down. Yeah. Well, yeah, could could be. I'd love to be in that in that room to see – 
what running back coach is telling him, vice versa, what's getting told to Mac Johnson. So, yeah, you got to yeah. be on the same page. You got to be on the same page. Uh, lastly, for me, because my notes stop here and I'm going to let you kind of handle it going forward, the amazing punt, the fact that D. Williams is as good as he is with the ball in his hands and he still says, I'll go be a gunner, I'll go down and make a tackle, Yep. I'll go down and try to catch it. And thank goodness that he had the awareness. I cannot stand when I've seen those guys and they're running and they're so focused on the guy that the guy does the fake off and the ball bounces like, hey, what? Can, you're athletic enough. When you're running, you get around your guy, you're running down there. Let's take a look. Just, just take a peek. If you don't catch, if you don't see yeah. it, okay. But let's take a peek instead of just looking at the guy. So also, anyway, awareness. Who, who else is around you? You got your other guys next to you? They can make the tackle. Somebody's got to go get that ball. All right. Back. So, and then the the the, the Bryce and Eason just show. Yeah. I mean, back-to-back plays. And then Wesley Walker has a move where he walks up and he just does a little outside okey-doke back in. And I don't know if the tight end gets a hand on him. Uh-uh. We mentioned, we mentioned this. If you're a linebacker, if you're a DB, whatever you are, and you got a big fella, we're not going to call you soft. You know, we're not going to call you a female. If you can dip and get under them and don't have to take them on and make the tackle, you're going to get a kudos. No one thinks you're you're soft. So the fact that Wesley Walker just okey-doking like that. But anyways, I just thought I love seeing it. But, I mean, Bryson Eason, man. Two plays in a row. Just just bullying yeah, just bullying dudes, making the play in the backfield. And, and you know, we talked so many times before the season, like who's the other defensive lineman besides Amari Thomas? And Bryson Eason is like, I'll do it. I'll be that guy for you. Um, so just incredible. And then the D. Williams but, return. Let me say this, Kyler. I, I love it, though, because it's not just Bryson Eason. I mean, like sure. I said, like if Dominic Bailey's in the game, I feel like he has good reps anytime he's in the game. Elijah Simmons is back and playing well. Karak Garland is doing a really nice job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about Omar Norman Lott being awesome at D-tackle. The entire D-line, I and you know what? I guess that's why so many guys are getting reps, because they deserve it and because they put good product on the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you show me something. You show me some pushback. You show me some some shedding of blocks, um, some taking on double teams. I'm going to put you out there. Uh, absolutely. So Rodney Gunner's building up trust. Um, Dewey Williams return just incredible. So glad he got one. I mean, you know, even Gary Danielson was like, he's begging for it. Are they going to kick it to him? It's like, I really freaking hope so because Buddy's dangerous. Uh, Cherry on top of his return, just juking out the 12th man, yeah. um, that they have on specialties, just making him look like an idiot. Uh, my vol, my battered vol syndrome was so worried about the punch fumble coming from that guy chasing him down um but got there so beautiful play literally won us the game uh, i i'm just so excited that that is a part of this team now it's like play great special teams and defense all right like i i mean i'm an offensive guy but like i don't mind that so my my battered ball syndrome was no flags I, yeah <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they they pawned it to him. I thought that was a 
I guess I can't beat them up too much because that at that point you're just trying to get it out. I mean, I listen. It wasn't it wasn't college and it wasn't in, in Neyland Stadium, but it was a state championship game. And I'm the second guy from the center, or I'm the first guy next to the center in a state championship game. <laughs> and we're playing at Catholic, and, they, and, and and our punter is foot on the back. And I'm like, yo, no way I'm going to be the reason that we yeah. lose that championship game. I'm giving up. And so maybe that's what they're talking about on the sideline is, yo, just get this punt out. Everyone hold your blocks. And so maybe they're not thinking not to punt it. To potentially the best return man in the in the league and in the yeah. nation, but when he caught it to where he was standing, I, I remember I was standing in the living room. Bailey was right next to me, and I know Bailey doesn't know who D. Williams is, but when he caught it and there wasn't a, like super immediate traffic, I was like, "This is going to be a nice return." Whether it was going to be a house call or not, I'm like, "This yeah. is about to be nice." And then he did it, and I just went, "I was like." What? Like, cause this was yeah. this was a very emotional game. The most because visceral was, scream you could you could have. I mean, I was like, let's fucking go. And I was like out on the balcony. I was like, let's go. Because I knew how important points were in this it's game. It's so important. So important. Um as we keep going, you know, we're only letting up three more points from our, our defense only lets up three more points the whole entire game. Um We've got the avoided sack by Max where Amari was on him, and he avoided that sack. I have no idea how he did it. Um, We've got good pressure, um, good throws by Max. He's he's just all over it. Um, They give us a rough in the passer, hitting his head, so it continues to drive. Um, Pierce is is really starting to jump that snap, like – really starting to jump that snap. That is the scariest thing if you're a tackle. Absolutely terrifying when that guy starts before you start. Um, and he's getting – Tyler, can you explain how that changes when you're playing on the road? Oh, my God, dude. It's so bad. So, when you're on the road, it is absolutely deafening, um, especially in these SEC stadiums. And – your snap count is kind of just predetermined. You you have to do the exact same snap count every time because you're risking a false start. You're risking, um, you know, guys being off sides. You just can't have it. So it's the same. It's the same pat. It's the same head turn. It's the same snap. It's the same. That's the only way you can do it. And as soon as that defensive lineman gets smart enough and starts like, oh, Oh, I caught the little tick by the center or the the timing by the guard, and now I can catch it myself. It's scary. I mean, I practiced multiple times after practice with my centers, multiple centers. I, I practiced with with Mac. I I practiced with Dylan Wiseman. I practiced with uh, uh, Jay Sean, whoever was at center of timing their snap. When they get tapped, what's their one Mississippi snap or one snap? Like they have like a certain clock. I would literally go out to practice and just be like, I'm just going to sit here and watch this over and over and got used to like the peripheral and timing that snap. But I was off sides a couple of times because of it, um, as people remember my last year. But it was all 
I'm trying to get everything that I can to block this guy who's a lot more athletic than I am. It, it just you have to. I I think I think it's going to be something that we notice this week. Yeah. If we get when we get into those bona fide passing downs, then boys are going to be teeing off on Dane, Mincy, you know, um, on on John Campbell. Like it, it's going to be one of those things that's, yeah. Anyways, but I'm I, I'm glad you explained that. Yeah. Um, as we keep going, uh, let's they make a punt, uh, or they they make a field goal uh, after that. Um, they get back out there after the interception. Um, this is where Roman almost gets his sack, ends up being a face mask, which is just, it's just brutal because Roman's clear and free. He's making the sack. There's guarantees making it. And it's just like his hand hooks onto his face. Like there's nothing Roman could have done differently to try and prevent that from happening. Um, so it just sucks. Uh, they get Judy Lally on a PI. Yes, I think he was a little bit holding, but I also look back and I see Wesley Walker just getting absolutely roped around the neck as he's trying to go on a blitz. Um, you know, I, uh, this is the play. This is a play where they they try and run the ball to the field, and Amari Thomas just blows up the center, fights across his face, forces the ball back, and James Pierce makes a tackle. I mean, just great defensive line play by the both of them. Let me say um, this. So first, uh, hey, Kyler, let me say something real quick. Go ahead. So Gabe Judy, I forgot to mention, the one that I was talking about earlier where he had the good coverage was the one that banged off his noggin. And you could tell that he didn't even know, but he was in such good hip pocket position. Mm-hmm. I know everyone's like, turn around, you can pick it off. Hey, guy, it's a lot more difficult than you think it is. Second off, the, the the play about Roman, when that happened, that's where I started getting that feeling in my gut. I said, these little things of Max Johnson breaking a tackle, making these great random throws, the, that's where I was like, yo, this might not be our game. That that feeling that you yeah. get where something's going to go wrong. But anyways, continue. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's see. That Max Johnson makes a great throw on a on a dig right over Aaron Beasley. Um, I mean, Beasley's right in the right position. Uh, a great tackle by Tamarian in the flat the next play. Fantastic. Yeah, just fantastic. Fight, fighting across, crossing route, stays with him the whole time, makes the tackle. Um, hey, I kind of feel bad. You know what? I kind of feel bad. I'm re-watching this punt return. We need to give a shout-out to all the people out there like – Running down, blocking, no holding. Lisha That's right. Lisha didn't get caught. Wink, wink. And like Doing their jobs. These are those are guys that are, you know, young guys that aren't playing what they maybe feel are meaningful snaps. But those guys legitimately had the one of one of two, one of three game winning plays. And they might like I just saw Christian Conver number fifteen running down. I'm like. You don't even think about it, but like a really good block on the – you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, we all know that all the coaches want to talk about the three phases, and all of us are like, yo, I'm just trying to start on offense or defense. <laughs> Everyone ignores the special teams. <laughs> it's second fiddle. You can't You can't help it. 
Unless you're the returner. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a returner. D, D's excited every game. Um, so great tackle by Tamarian in the flat. And then this play by James Pierce. He's on the field side defensive end. He drops into coverage as we send a blitz to the shallow side. Um, Jalen McCullough comes on the blitz. James Pierce drops into coverage, realizes there's a crossing route, and just hums on Buddy, follows him all the way across, and then makes the tackle in the backfield on the other side of the field. I mean, like we said, just I, the guy's a freak, and I freaking love it. An I, alien. It's so sick to have an alien on our team. Uh, yeah, it really is. It, it really uh, is awesome that there's a guy out there that it's just like it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. Yeah, it's sick. Like, I mean, I didn't know if it was going to be a receiver in this offense, a quarterback in this offense, but darn it, I love the fact that it's a defense end. Yeah. Um, they end up missing the field goal, which is huge. Um, as defense comes back out, uh, let's see. First play, Easton folds Max on a throw. Um, they run the perfect play call. They run a screen into our blitz, and, and he the guy drops it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talk about you talk about before where you thought it was going against you when Buddy hey. dropped it. I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God, yeah. we're so lucky. I, I mean, oh. that's a that's a 50 yard gainer for sure. Oh, right when I said, Oh my gosh, what a great play call. And then I was like, what a loser for dropping. <laughs> the moment got too big for him. Moment got way too big. Um, and then an interception. Gabe Judy Lolly comes away with the pick. And it's kind of sad that when he picked it, I was like, please return it all the way because we're not gonna score. Tyler. I was yelling. I said, please go. Please go. Only thing, if he didn't get in, I needed him at like the one or two so he could somehow just run it in. I know. And we end up on the six, and we still don't get score a touchdown, um, which is embarrassing. Um, but it, it was it was kind of cherry on top that, like, the refs missed the false start, and then we get a pick. Like, if they catch the false start, Texas A&M gets another play. Like, the pick doesn't count. Right tackle, yeah. The right tackle, yeah. Like, it's like it's blatant. the rest are so bad at this, they're so bad at this, like they're affecting the game. And Texas AM gets another play, like that pick does not count if the rest are paying attention to what they're supposed to be paying attention to. Uh, dude, I was yelling, I said, Right tackle, move, right tackle, move. I said, We don't care, we yeah, don't, yeah. no, he didn't, no, he didn't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, don't shoot it, don't shoot it. Yeah, great shot. Yeah, great shot. Um, yeah, so it's it's just it's just crazy. Um, defense did everything. Listen, we got to wrap up defense, get to offense. I know they all everyone played well. It's it's much easier to play defensive back and linebacker when you have very disruptive and very good D line play. And this is not a this is not a knock on anybody in the in the in the linebacker room or the secondary room. I still think there's room to have guys that are even better, more elite in that back part. And it's like if you can continue to build on the D line and add a add a linebacker, we all love Aaron Beasley. But if you had a guy that has the physical size and stature and athletic that they did at number 45, yep. and 
you get you add a five star high level safety Eric Berry game. I'm not saying Eric Berry, but if you add one of these guys, mm-hmm. defense wins championships. Yeah, look out. Um, last things on defense. Um, they played uh, spooky Rocky Top on that third down at the end of the game. That was incredible, incredible. Just, just got people fired up. And then interception at the end. Kamal Haddon, great coverage. It's two man. You're manned up on your dude. He follows him on the dig. He's all over his ass. Um, pretty good pressure too. And it's 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 just great defense. Come on, please just go down once you make the interception. Thank you. Quit worrying me. <laughs> I said screw it. Lou, Lou was saying, get down, get down. I said, screw it, go, go. I don't know. <laughs> go. Fuck it. Go. That's what I said. I was like, go, bro. I don't I don't even care. Yeah. Uh all right. Thank you, defense. Thank you, special teams. Now, let's talk about this offense. Um, as we said before, the offensive line, the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends are all playing great, all playing incredible. There's one common denominator, and that is the quarterback. Um, he is just not – who we need him to be. Um, just just some stats for you. A couple stats that kind of give you a glimpse. Josh Heupel has always had, always had a very good offense. That is who he is. He's an offensive guy. This is the first game he has ever won as a head coach with scoring less than 30 points. The first game scoring less than 30 points he's won as a head coach this that's all he is is offense right now we're 126 in the nation of passes 20 yards or more 126 read are you kidding me from one year ago what we were and who we were as an offense to now it's blatant it's all over the field you talk about the cringy stuff I'm also talking about plays and him just not fucking seeing it. Listen, if it's a false start and it's third and eight, still fight for the first down. What the hell are you doing? Why are you running out of bounds? Still fight for the first down. You can obviously get it. It's not that hard. When it's third and 18 and you run out of bounds and truck their linebacker for a six-yard gain, don't get up and get all excited. You just got to turn over on downs. What the hell are you doing? When it's fourth and two, and they draw up a play call for you, do something. Run it yourself or throw it. Don't run it after – don't throw it after everyone's out of bounds. There is just so much stuff this guy is missing. I don't know if he understands football. Like, I don't know if he understands the game of football. Like, who gives a shit if you ran the guy over on the sideline? It's fourth down. You got stopped. That's not good. Don't jump up and celebrate. No one else is. When the guys go back and watch the film, they're going to see that interception and think to themselves, what is that? Just because their offensive linemen doesn't mean they don't understand football. Just because they're running backs or wide receivers or tight ends doesn't mean they don't understand 
what defensive coverages are, that this is obviously not where you throw the ball. Everyone's going to see that. There's plays later on where Joe just starts running out of the pocket and tries to force the ball to squirrel while Ramel is running a post pattern in two man under. It's cover two. Where is your open receiver on the post? What should you know as a quarterback before the ball snaps? Where your routes are going. As soon as the ball snaps and you see two safeties backing up, in your head you go, middle of the field, I need to attack it. And go, oh, Ramel is on a post. He's going to be open. That is what should run through your head. That's what run through every guy's head who plays Madden. They, Everyone understands this. Why in the hell does he not? Why does he not get it when it's happening? Maybe he gets it in practice. Maybe he's seeing it in in the film room. And when they ask, he's like, oh, yeah, it's this. But then he gets out there and it's just not computing in his head. But this, like, Ramel is going to watch that film. Wide receivers are going to watch that film and go, uh, like, what the hell? Like, you're, like it will cause division to see blatant, easy, easy things for a quarterback to understand get missed. See, and that's what – that's what I don't know when it's going to happen. It was to the point, and and I it's so funny because that play I was going to bring up to you specifically. I watched that play no less than 10, 15 times. It's, because, it's crazy. Because most people that are watching that thinking he he's bailing because there's pressure in his face. You didn't even talk about the fact that all he has to do is sidestep. If you know, you recognize, and you said cover two, I, I know you meant to say two man under because the yeah. two high said. If you know where that's where you kind of need to go for the sticks, and if you do feel pressure over this way, and he did bells outside, the sad thing is he kind of made like a decent little throw to squirrel, but it's like you're making it difficult on yourself. Like all you have to do is sidestep and sling that boy because you're going to have 25 yards of wide open space to lead Ramel. And it's, I'm waiting. And I don't know if anyone will do it because he's like 30 years old and he's a six-year senior and he's a bigger dude. But if I'm a Tyler Barron, me, me personally, like if I'm Tyler Barron, if I'm Aaron Beasley, if I'm one of these, even a Tank McCullough, like even one of these guys that feels like I got enough juice to say something, I'm be like, I'll, I would probably approach it. I, I don't know. There's a couple ways. I would probably approach it. Uh, not during the game setting and 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 talk to him and figure out or like I'm not even joking like maybe go to my DC or go to someone else and be like what's going on here and they're probably not gonna give you anything but I'm probably gonna do that because then there's gonna be a big game and he's gonna do something and I'm going to lose it yeah and I just don't know if anyone feels like they have the 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 spot on the team to do it because my one of my favorite stories that I was told by John Chavis, long story short, he used to work out at the gym. Him and his son used to work out at the gym I used to work out at. And we were going down memory lane one time, and it was the story about Peyton Manning throwing like three picks against Florida. And now Wilson comes up to him. He's like, if you turn the ball over again, like I'm beating your ass. Yeah. And it's it's like and, – and I get it. Al Wilson's the alpha alpha. But then again, like Peyton Manning's still, you know, still Peyton. It's like – and I guess technically – Al was younger than him, but he just didn't, I guess, school-wise, he didn't. But it's like something like that because I found myself in this game. There was multiple times I got extremely frustrated 
when he ran out of bounds on the free play or didn't chuck it on the free play, when he gets up and starts talking shit, I'm like, you're an idiot, bro. Like, you're a grade A idiot. This is like Kamal Haddon running his mouth to Shane Beamer in the South Carolina style when we're getting beat by 30. Like, this is high-level grade A quality dumbass. But when I lost it, when he threw that pick, I immediately just yelled. And I tried not to cuss anymore, but I was literally just like, I just yelled at the top of my lungs. I was like, F you, dude. F you. Like, I, I and I'm, and I, there was a time I was like, I'm just not watching the rest of the year. Like, I won't watch the game and I'll go back and rewatch the recording after I know. Because what's so frustrating about it is like, when we're in the Pruitt years, at the end of the Butch years, the Dewey years, like, when you know your team sucks, like, you're not invested. But when no. you, watch, yeah. when you watch how good the defense is, when you watch how good special teams is making up for your mistakes, how you're watching how our coach is awesome and he's dialing everything up for you and literally baby handing, like just gifting you stuff and you screw it up. But then you want to like talk and Kyler, when he threw the pick and he said, Hey, come on, man, come on guys. Come on. Like, come on. We all right. We all right. I know. I know. I know. There's so many drives that he doesn't do the right thing at the end of the drive, whether it's, it doesn't have to be a pick, but doesn't make the play on third down. And then it's like, Come on, guys. We'll get him next time. It literally reminds me of a week ago. Marshawn Lynch was getting interviewed by Shannon Sharp on his podcast, and he asked about Russell Wilson throwing yeah. the pick in the Super Bowl. And Marshawn Lynch said he came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, we'll get him on the next one. What next one, dude? This is the fucking – it's the over. It's the Super Bowl. It's over. Yeah. We're not going to get another one. Yeah. It's and like, he- what are you doing? You're the reason why we're not getting another one. And it's you have to realize the equity that you have. You have to realize your standing as a player. If Steph Curry misses a game-winning three, he's like on me, like I'm sorry, like I'll get him next time. Okay, I trust Steph Curry. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and you know what? Let's not even use a great. Let's not use an all-time great. Let me say this: if if Aaron Beasley misses a tackle in the open field and the guy sidesteps him and he gets in. He's like, Hey, that's on me. Like, I'm not going to let it happen again. I'm like, okay. Like I can at least be like, you know what? You've made a lot of good plays for us. I I, I got it. But Joe Milton, like, Hey guys, on me, on me. Like, bro, I'm telling you, if he was in front of me, I would have, I would have murdered him. Yeah. And he's a lot bigger than I am. So unless he's, if, unless he soft his baby shit, he should be able to beat me up. I would have rocked him. I know. I, I And I, I think your your point of someone saying something to him is a good one. I would like it to come from an offensive player first. Uh, just because there is already a kind of a divide between offense and defense. And sometimes when it is offense goes over to defense or defense goes over to offense, it's kind of like, you don't know what you're talking about, dude. Right? You're a defensive guy. You don't know offense. Or you don't know what you're talking about, dude. You're an offensive guy. You don't know defense. Now, Al Wilson going up to Peyton Manning after three picks, that's obvious. That is, you've thrown three interceptions. I've had to go on the field three extra times and bail your ass out. Do it again. That's not talking about plays. Joe might not throw that many interceptions, but the defense doesn't necessarily watch that he is absolutely missing two men under, that he is absolutely missing Ramel on the fourth and two. Ramel, Ramel, that was Ramel was so in college football. That is butt naked, wide open, wide open. And it, I'm, it, it, I'm being serious. It, I'm being serious, Kyler. I'm being dead serious. I, uh, me, I make that throw nine out of ten times. And guess what, guys? 
I'm not a college quarterback. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's it's just it's just it's just unbelievable. And, it, and that's yeah. what that's what I if I'm frustrated for Hypo, I don't get how he's frustrated. That's the crazy thing about all this. It's like Joe has pictures of Hypo in the shower, and he's like, "Hey, man, if you pull me, I'm I'm showing everyone that delicious, sexy body of yours." And and you're <laughs> he's not got ruining, dirt on him. <laughs> and you're not ruining my chance at going to the NFL. I I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. Yeah, there's just there's just plays that. Joe just doesn't understand. He did. He doesn't figure it out. He's he he's staring at Dante Thornton on that pick the entire way. He doesn't even realize that the DB standing there. The DB doesn't move. He doesn't move. He's standing there the entire time. It's like I don't know. Like as an offensive lineman, like I, like Cooper go up to him. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, my bad. Like, yeah, it is your fucking bad. Yeah, fix it. And really, like, this only- isn't good enough, Joe. You're not playing good enough. Fix it. Like yeah. someone needs to say that to him because it is always just like, hey, like we'll be all right. Like, hey, my bad, my bad. You know, next one, next one, next one. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, we're going to like, no, I need you to understand what's happening right now. That drives are ending because of you. Yeah. And, and you alone. And the only people like Cooper could do it because Cooper's been there long enough. Now that's tough because that's a center That's a center and a quarterback. I don't know. I mean, Jacob could definitely say about him he's been there. That's just I, – I don't know for sure, but I personally don't think that's Jacob's, like, uh, personality. Um, so I don't really know who it could be. And I, I don't know. It's, there, I'm telling you right now, I would bet my life's aimings that there are there's enough people over there that aren't going to say it, but they are frustrated beyond belief with him. Oh, for sure. And, I, I mean – Hell, Jacob even said in an interview after the game that it was like we got in good positions and they called good plays and we didn't execute. Straight up said it. Guys didn't execute on the field. The plays that were called were not executed, which is exactly what we're seeing, which is exactly what we believe. Hypo is a good coach. He's Shout calling out good plays. He's Shout putting out. things in motion that should work, and they're not. Shout out to Ryan Ridley for sending us that. Um, we love Double R. We okay. We we got to stop talking about him. Uh, let's go. Play, let's go through some plays really quick. Uh, well, actually, the last thing, the third, the third nine, which is the pitch and catch, easy throw, and Gary Downs was like, "These are the throws that you have to make to win high level games." I was like, "Thanks, Gary." Anyways, all right, yeah, I, just just absolutely missing slants. All right, let. Let's let's try to let's try to get through this. We're at the one ten mark. Let's try to get this by one thirty. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's okay. Let's shout out as many positives as we can as we go through this, whether yeah. it be play call or player. Yeah. Uh, starting off first, uh, Nimrod coming in. Who would have thought? He's the one who plays for Brew. Like great job, buddy. You did what you're supposed to do. You ran those routes. You ran the digs. You ran the comebacks. You were a reliable guy for Joe to hit. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wait, wait, I'm just going to thumbs up when I have the same thing. Way to step up, young guy. Way to step up. Yeah. Um, let's see. N- nice work what? by Ollie on the double and climbing. Uh, John Campbell, down block. I love when, when John or Mincy or one of those guys pull. Those run plays. They're incredible. That's what started giving me confidence. When we yeah. started run like that, last year it was – it gave me confidence when I'm like, oh, he's wide open. Here we go. Like, y'all don't want to see this problem. Now it's like, okay, we're churning, boys. We're churning. Yeah, exactly. And, and right in his vision, how that how that has improved is incredible. Right overall as a running back has gotten so much better. 
uh, you know, we always talked about like his fumble woes and like even later in the game, he takes a 10, 15 yard run. What does the defender go right for the ball and tries to rip it out? And he holds on to it. He holds, yeah. He holds on to it. He pulls, he literally does a spin move. The guys pull him so hard and he still holds on to that ball. Like, like, you know, he worked on that. You know, he put effort into holding onto the ball over the offseason, which is just incredible to see. I love the um, I love the play action shot on second and nine. It was PI again. There was a really nice block by Castle and a great cut by Jalen. The yep. individual efforts, the individual efforts by Jabari and Jalen, whether it was in the backfield and Jabari putting cuts on dudes. Hey, I always say I want elite backs. These guys might not be elite backs, but they got some elite traits. That cut was a was a Bijan Robinson cut. And he, he made every defender go to the other side. It was sick. And then Jalen, like you said, how hard he's running, his cuts, how how much better he's gotten, you know, in the offensive line, you know, they're, they're, they can be inconsistent. But some of the different plays and some of the different blocking and Kyler, the third and 14, and we run it. I and Dylan Sampson almost sprung that thing for a touchdown. But let me ask you this as a defensive, as a as an offensive lineman. Yeah. When they go when they go a legit three and two and there's no one head up for the guards, that has to be the greatest thing for a guard, knowing that you get to either either hit and work up or go straight up to it. And those guards, as you've talked about on our young backers, those linebackers did not attack. They waited and Ollie and Javante ate up. Yeah, exactly. If you don't attack that that offensive lineman, you're going to get crushed. They're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. That's what's going to happen. Not even crushed like as in pancake. Like you're just going to get crushed in the fact that you're smothered. not going to play. Yeah, like you're you're not you're not going to get off of them. You're going to be smothered in them. They're they're 50, 60 pounds heavier than you. Yeah. Like they just take up more room. Um so I love it. Whenever I see a five-man box, I'm just like, "Oh yeah, eat it up." Eat, eat it up. up, eat it up, and and the other thing is too. We're we're at that point. We're not going to talk about Joe. I love I love going for it here, and I love the play call. I do too. I, I do hate, too. We'll Absolutely get love it. We'll, we'll get there. I hated when we went for it on fourth and seven. All right, keep going. I hated uh, some of the defensive pass interferences that weren't called. Like I said, there was four of them that were just blatant throughout the game. Um, you know, fourth and two happens. I, I would love to know a stat of how many yards we have this year from push piles. I would love to know that stat. It, it's, it gets me so juiced. We got, it's we insane. Won, like won a game. Even in yeah. the fourth, our worst game of the year, we had one. Yeah, it's incredible. The guys are – it's just Wright and Jabari and Dylan refuse to go down. They get hit once. They just keep turning their legs. And they expect Ollie, Coop, Sprags, Mincy, John – Dane, somebody's gonna come hit me and push me forward. I have a star, I have a star by it. And I said, that's the we here run. You know what I mean? That's your way as an offense to be like, we're here. Like you're you guys are supposed to be the the best rush defense in the SEC. Like, we're here. And I have the little draw. I love the play where running back is on the, you know, if quarterback, if I'm quarterback, running back's on my left side, and you, they pull. The, the tackle round, and they got the H back, whether it's Castle or Jacob, and it's that I mean, perfect yeah. work up, and you see the back take it, follow up behind them, and then hit it. And I, oh my gosh, I love that play design. Just so patient behind them, just waiting, 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 go. Bang. Um, great play call to Ramel 
on the play action. I Amazing. Mean, that is such a good play and the way you set it up and the fact that you were running the ball like crazy right before that and you got down in that tight stance. And, you know, we talk about it all the time of how, dang, it's short yardage. I hate the fact that we keep our wide receivers out there and we just motion them in tight and we expect Squirrel White to block a defensive end and it doesn't work. This is why you do it. So you have your wide receivers out there. They think it's a run again, and it's not. And they're wide open for a touchdown. Ramel, I, we talk about it. We've talked about it for two and a half years now, about this guy's hands and how great his hands are. And I texted you during the game. I was like, I think he just has yips. Like, yeah. it, it's just something's, something's mind game playing with him. It's not like he forgot how to catch. No, it's um, definitely, definitely mental confidence. Yips. And and we, and I, I've been there. I've had yips before in, in a different sport. And when you don't have that confidence, you're, you're in trouble. Kyle, let me say this. I hope, I truly hope that if it's fourth and third down and it's short yardage and we bunch guys, I hope we play action almost every time. If we're going to run it, I want us to spread it out. I hate when he yeah. brings one in and then we run it because every time they sell out and it's been going on for three years now. So if you're going to bring them in bunch, Play action. If you actually want to run it, go go four wide and then maybe motion in the H-back. I I trust our running back to make one guy miss in a light box. It's it's not fair for them to try to make two guys miss before they can get the ball. So yeah. if you're hearing me, Hypel, bring them in, play action almost every time. If you want to run it, keep them spread out. You're welcome. And we know you're listening. <laughs> uh uh, we got. Let me say this: love the TD play call, by the way, because it's the easiest freaking throw that Joe can make. It's the easiest. It's everyone runs that play. It's the easiest play. It's just right. It's just a little naked boot to the tight end in a flat. Everyone runs it. Every guy has it. Great touchdown. Love Jacob Warren's finish. Love that he got the touchdown. Um, and very easy for Joe. There's no complication here. Yeah, next offense, we've already talked about all these. I like that we took the shot and we did get a P.I. and Ramel, the tic-tac holding on Castle. Um, yeah, that was that was tough. Um, um, honestly, Castle's was open before the P.I. happened. But no. I guess we don't – the P.I. that was on Castle's that got us some extra yards, like he was open before he got hit. Uh, right, yeah. Like it's like but hit him when you you're supposed to. Well, the one that like people might watch, and there was a sack, and it was on a guy spun on Ollie. Jacob was open, open, wide open in the flat. I mean, it's another one where and he's staring at him. Joe is not looking anywhere else. He's looking directly at Jacob Warren. There's he's not looking past. He's not looking over to the other side. He's looking directly at an out route by Jacob, and he's wide open in the flat, and he still it, gets back. It's one. It's once again where. It is as wide open as wide open gets. It, you know, if for, for fans that watch and they don't go back and watch film because they're not psychos like we are, you know how everyone saw how wide open Ramel Keaton was? Jacob is basically that wide open. You just don't get to see it. And he's just not letting it rip. Once again, Kyler, you and I and probably 20,000 of the 100,000 people in Nayland are going to make that throw. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's easy, easy throw. Um, after after half, uh, well, anyways, fa fantastic call and blocking on the quarterback draw. Yeah, 
then after half, I love pitch and catch. Nice by Chad. Uh, wide open slant. We've already talked about bad throw. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I hated that we went for it on fourth and seven, Kyler. I hated it. I, I hate how he waited. And then we went. And, and then with the snap right before the play clock. So guys were still moving around on defense. Offensive line is confused on where they're blocking. It makes it to where the pressure is easy. Yeah, you know, it's just. Do you think that we didn't kick it because of the wind? Or was he just trying to be aggressive or what? I, I don't know. I think he was just like, we missed a 51-yarder. I I need to go try and score. I hated the routes, too. I hated the routes that because they did show up from the back angle. And so, you know, I didn't like the routes or whatever else. But I hated that all the way around. I just kicked the points. You are you re- you were aggressive already. And I get it that it, it didn't work out, even though you made the right play call. You know what type of game this is, and the points are going to come by premium. Just take the take the field goal, in my opinion. But that's that's just me. No, I, I yeah, I get it. Um, nice pitch and catch by him and Squirrel. Yeah, great. That was that was good. Um, Joe has to pull the ball on some of those those read options. I mean, I, it might not be called that way. It might just be called as the run play. But there's always that. That's the point of having a running quarterback. That that is always an option for you to pull it. Uh, there's a few times where guys are just running down the sideline. Um, this is where he escapes the pocket and tries to throw it to Squirrel on the sideline after Squirrel runs an out route and then starts running up. Squirrel falls as he's trying to catch and misses. This is the play where Ramel is wide open on a post versus two man under, and Joe isn't even concerned, not even paying attention to him. Let me let me ask you, Kyler. Before and, and yeah, we've talked about that play on the on the one before that. It was second eleven. I mean, second and ten. And I really felt like the O line and Jabari, I think, was the back who stood his neck in there and took a nice block. And it did look like all the wide receivers were covered. And Joe did try to step up in the pocket and just get what he could. Am, am I thinking too hard on him now to where it's like, hey, you know that they're covered, just dirt it to squirrel. So it's like an incomplete pass, but it's like Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I would never suggest for him to dirt dirt it. I would say go run. Okay. Okay. Because I, I'm hoping that he can get me three yard two yards. Okay. Like you get anything past the sack, I'm happy. Okay. All right. Well that's why I want that's why I wanted to ask. Yeah. Um this in turn comes back. We punt, pin them, then they punt, return. Uh, so that was good. Uh, let's see. How brutal was it that basically at this point in the game that we felt like we were watching an eighth grade football team? Like how how Hypo had to call it and then just like I, I know. And and let me and let and let me ask you this too. Did you not think that it was bad defense by Texas AM to say we're going to man up. We're going to do one high safety, if that, and we're just going to stop the run and make Joe Milton beat us. That's that. I mean, that's a good decision. I just, I just don't know why they didn't do it. There, there were still plenty of times late in the game that they were still really respecting our shot plays. Yeah. And I'm go, going into this Bama week. I'm like, I'm going to be shocked if Saban's like, all right, we're going to play man. And I don't think just- Saban will come come out of cover one man like. One high safety deep, man coverage across the board. Like, why would he come out of that? I don't know. I don't know why he just doesn't just bring it every time because it's either we're going to, you know, kind of blitz to stop the run, and then if it is a pass, we're going to make Joe poop his pants. I, I don't – yeah. I mean, 
I don't see how it happens. Um, this is an underthrow to Nimrod, defensive pass interference. I don't call it. Um, Brutal. A throw to Thornton. It bounces off of him and Castle catches it. All right, cool. <laughs> Good job, Castle. But catch it with your hands, Thornton. Yeah. Not with your face. Um, holding on Webb, which I thought was very ticky-tack. I did too. Um, Joe takes off running versus man. Great, great job doing that. Way to go. I think he gets too hype. He stops paying attention to the game. When you run the ball the next down, gets about two yards, and then he throws the pick. And it's like, I, I, I think this guy's too emotional right now. Um, I, 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 almost explain, I can't explain that interception. I have no idea how you throw that. It is truly, and I thought the same thing, it is truly like watching him get hype. And I've noticed that he's starting to talk a little stuff now to the other team and to the other D linemen. I saw him do it in South Carolina. I felt like he did it one other game, and I truly feel like he's reading and knows. Everyone's like, dude, you're 6'5", two, 2 million pounds. Like, run someone over. I feel like he's heard that. And now and, he's doing it. And now he's, like, doing it, and now he's talking, and he's, like, trying to almost be someone that he's not. And so then it's he's in his own head, and it's like he's definitely that guy that's trying to vibe hard and be someone he's not. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. Like, let's do it. Pick. It's like, bro, like you're not him. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's just the vibe it gave off, whether it's yeah, true. Exactly. Like, Oh yeah, I can do this. Oh, I'm yeah. going to fit this in for a touchdown. Now that I had a big run. No, you're not. <laughs> um, let's see. What else is, uh, <sighs> goodbye Jalen. We already talked about that. Illegal procedure after the interception pissed me off. Um, it was just like, yeah, all right, great. We started on the six-yard line. Illegal procedure to start. I mean, par for the course right now. Um, I think I even think I saw a video of hype after the game. Like, hey, like I didn't, I didn't call the best calls in the world, uh, and like putting blame on himself which is what a leader does, which – so I love hype for that. But that game's – I mean, that's not a game because of him. That's, everyone knows why that's a game. Yeah. Uh, and I I really do think that, like, it's going to have to be a conversation this week with Joe. I, I don't know how you don't watch film and go, what is this? What is – Tell me what you thought. Tell me what you saw. Tell me what was going through your head pre-snap. When I called this, and it was a squirrel out route, a um, go route by Nimrod on the outside, and a post by J uh, Ramel. What was going through your head before the snap? What were you thinking before the snap? Were you thinking, oh, if it's cover two, this is where I'm going to go. If it's cover three, this is where I'm going to go. If it's cover four, this is where I'm going to go. Because that's what you should have been thinking. I, I don't I don't understand the thought process. What's going on here? Um, I, I, I trust Heupel. I really do. And I hope he can make the right decision. And it just feels like the right decision is not Joe. I agree completely. I agree completely, and it's a darn shame that I don't feel better um, going into Bama. And it's 
they're so beatable. It's not even funny. It's, I mean, it's one of the worst teams they've had in a long time. It's probably one of the. It's probably one of the worst teams that they've had since Heupel's. I mean, since Saban's been there. I mean, they just barely beat that Arkansas team at home. And Arkansas's not good. Let me tell you that. Not good. And it would be different. You know, we're sitting here like, yeah, Joe, we know what Joe's going to do. He's going to do some stupid shit. He's going to turn it over at least once. He's going to miss wide open guys. Everyone else on the team's going to have to play damn near perfect. It's like, if we had Nico in there, I'd be like, let's fucking let it rip. Like, we're playing with house money. It's a freshman. Like, who cares? Yeah, that's if true. We go, you know, because now I'm going to watch this game, and I'm like, well, if we get beat by 21, I know who, why. But if we go down there with a the freshman, it's like, hey, we were in that thing for a little bit, boy. Like, that's some good learning lesson. Like, it's yeah. just a whole different shift. I mean, we're going to have to play very disciplined in penalties overall, like five or less. We're going to have to force at least two turnovers on defense. And – play lights out on special teams, that's the only way we're going to win that game. Yeah, and it's 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 just like uh, it sucks, Kyler, because I have the feeling going into this week that I did when Pruitt was coaching or the end of Butch, and it's like we're going to go down there and not win, and it might, it might get ugly. Now, there were some years I was like, yeah, we're getting killed. But there are some other times I'm like, hey, this thing could probably get ugly, and it's this team's too good, and they're not good – our team is good enough and their team is not that good to where this thing should get ugly. But if it's on the road and we don't have a leader making plays and settling everybody down and their crowd gets going and their defensive line can tee off, it could get ugly, unfortunately. And the rosters, the rosters shouldn't let, it shouldn't be an ugly game. No, Alabama is the worst is one of the worst teams they've had. I I literally feel better about the Georgia game later in the year than I do this one. I do, but just because it's at home. Yeah, just because it's at home. Just uh, The away environment, the only other away game we have right now is Florida, and we saw the absolute breakdown by everybody. I mean, Kentucky, I watched Kentucky absolutely just choke at home, but, like, it's a real thing when you are someone's Super Bowl and you take them as your Super Bowl. I mean, that's a real thing. It's going to be their Super Bowl. It's going to be rowdy. It's already a night game, so it's like – all it's the, the hardest game they have left on their schedule. That's it. It is LSU is not going to be as, as strenuous. Like this is the hardest game they have left on their schedule. They're playing LSU at home. LSU's defense is absolutely horrid, and LSU's O line is really not that great. So if they can just get after Jaden Daniels, it, it, they can shut him down. And they just came off a loss to Arkansas. You saw how pissed off Nick Saban was. You don't think he's immediately first meeting y'all are going to get your fucking asses kicked if you play like that tennessee's going to come in here and beat your ass they're going to be smoking cigars on the field and in the locker room and rub it in your faces and you're going to have to go through a whole nother year of tennessee being better than you that's that's exactly what i would say to every single one of them and they're going to be pissed off ready to play and getting after us it's yeah. just a recipe for disaster yeah it is it is and it's the the teams the teams aren't aren't that far apart. No, they're really not. Uh, All right, went a little long, but great pod, man. Great pod. Frustrating times though, unfortunately, because of one individual. <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be See you, right. brother. See ya.
All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, if you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. Uh, we love the comments, love to answer questions. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download and follow us on all those listening platforms. Uh, also follow us on social media at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter for our main account at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. If you want to follow Reed, it is at RBacon26 on Twitter. Uh, and then myself is just at Kyler Curbison on all social medias. So check me out there. Uh, again, really appreciate you guys. Let's take it to Bama. Uh, crossing my fingers, rooting for defense. Um, but as always, go Vols.